Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast. Kindly sponsored by AC DMB, who are a design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. If any companies out there need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with AC DMB. Thanks, as always, to them for supporting us with the podcast, with the fanzine, with any kind of help that we need. Thank you very much to them. It's a mailbag. We've decided to bring it back and it's bursting. We've never had um, as good a reaction as we have for this um, when we kind of ask you, the listeners, the people watching the live streams to interact with us. We've never had so many questions. I think it's a record or memory. So thank you very much. We are streaming live on YouTube as we record this. So if you do feel like you'd like to watch this back if perhaps you're listening to it on Spotify or iTunes you can along with all of our previous match review panels along with all our special guests interviews they are all there on YouTube to watch back also please do feel free if you are if you do have a YouTube account subscribe to us we'd like more subscribers as well it's joining me as always my right hand man my co-host Statman Reese Reese how are you? I'm good. So Leeds United nearly tried to ruin my day uh, today. They pre- actually, they pretty much did, to be honest. Um, but I'm ecstatic. Cause, oh, despite I'm a bit tired because, like I said to you earlier, not had much sleep oh, because I was watching the heroic yeah, yeah, Jacksonville Jaguars. I've got my Jaguar hat here. I can't go on because I've got my headphones. But I've got my Jaguar <laughs> hat here. Um, God, I bet that cost a yeah. fortune. I don't know. Someone <laughs> bought me it as a joke. Um, oh. But yeah, no, I'm pretty good, thank you. Pretty good. So, what time did you wake up to watch the Jags? Sorry, um, one o'clock, one a.m. And it finished. Yeah, about three hours. Yeah, it was wow. a terrible game as well. So it was, it was absolutely awful. It was, it was the equivalent of playing against Catalan. You know how a team just tries to slow the game, destroy it down, and make it really just nitty gritty, and it makes it like a really boring game to watch. It was the equivalent of that. Who were the players? We were playing Tennessee Titans, who are the Jags' biggest rivals. Ah, um, Titans. But we beat that we we scored in the last sort of four or five minutes to to win the game. But then obviously I'm then buzzing after that bit, trying to celebrate silently downstairs. Yeah. But I can't go to bed after that. Like I'm so pumped and no, so excited. <laughs> so it was at, I it was think... at half five, just sat in bed going like this, going, Well, I might as well get up. <laughs> We've spoke about it before, haven't we? About after Rhinos games where there's times where you can't sleep because you're enough because no. of the adrenaline. It's very. I think it's sport in general, not just Leeds Rhino. Yeah, no, definitely. Welcome to the Lot Pod Mailbag, everybody. Um, we'll just dive right in. Um, yeah. Do feel free to leave us a comment if you are streaming this on YouTube. We do have got the live chat available, so you can kind of react to us as we record. So, the first question on this bumper edition of the mailbag is from George. Ah, George. George. I can't, you know, forgive me. I can't. George possibly is. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Shall we pretend it is? No. Yeah, we'll pretend, pretend it is. Yeah. No, and then the person who's sitting there will be like, you bastards. That's, that's <laughs> <my question." laughs> it's from George. 
With no rugby league on during the off season, what other sports do you all enjoy? Reese, you've kind of touched on I've touched on off, one, yeah. The NFL. Any more for you? Um, yeah, I can watch anything. I am just quite sad that like I could just I could go downstairs, put Sky Sports or BT Sports on, and just and just watch it. The ones I actually take time out of my diary to go watch is the NFL. Rugby Union, especially the Six Nations coming up uh, in next month. Um, I don't really like football, but Leeds United is just a curse. So if Leeds are playing, I will watch them, which is depressing at the moment. But I can, I love watching Aussie rules. Uh, basketball, I enjoy watching. Ice hockey, I really enjoy watching. I know you've been to Leeds Nights, and I really want to go do that. Um, and they're, I think they're playing right now, actually. Um and the other thing I wrote down was the Olympics. I do love the Olympics. As in, I can watch absolutely anything that happens during the Olympics. Like, I'll quite happily watch the dressage for some stupid reason. Like, as a horse dancing. Like, I'll, I'll quite... Because it's the Olympics, it's a novelty, I'll watch it. Um, so, yeah. Dedicated-wise is Union and NFL. I think when it in terms of the Olympics, you can get engulfed in it, can't you, really? Like... Yeah. Well, not not so much myself. On, I do you? understand. Yes, I do understand. Like how, because it's if you just sit there, like on the sofa, or whatever, and it's just on constantly, and just text you around each event, and it's it, it, it's a it's just constant. Like I, I just remember my granddad always watching it, and like within an hour, he'd be like, "Oh, in, in twenty minutes, um, the the rowing's on, and you know we have to yeah. beat Italy." Or, and I'd just be like, "How do you know this?" <laughs> I've just watched it for an hour and <laughs> I'm an expert, an armchair expert, but especially London 2012, I thought that that engulfed everybody. That I felt, yeah, that, it did. That, that really did feel like special, like special events, you know, and that's Super Saturday. So I do tend to flicker between that. I, I love football, as Reese says, Leeds United is a curse, but they're there and we've always got them. We just have to grin our teeth and bear it. Um, I love cricket. Um, oh, cricket. How could I forget about cricket? Sorry. Absolutely um, love cricket. Obsessed with it. Bri- especially Brian Bri- from Six Again is saying ski cross or snow cross at the Winter Olympics. Now, I have watched that. I, I mean, I, I enjoy skiing myself. Ski cross and snow cross is epic. I don't, have you seen it? No, never. It's a downhill race between four people where there's jumps, tight bends. It's, it's And it's da- obviously downhill. Um, but... It's just quite class and quite exciting. And there's lots of crashes, which is always good fun to watch. But painful for those involved. Of yeah, yeah. But that's, <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, Laurie's just saying about the Olympics as well, saying that when Rhinos played Wakey Away in a Monday and a load of us were watching diving in a pub, like it was the most important <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> but that's, yeah, that's exactly the point I was trying to prove. Like, I will quite happily sit there and cheer a horse dancing if it meant that. <laughs> Great Britain got gold. Everybody watching, I can only assume Tom Daly diving. This booze are going, get in, <laughs> <laughs> get oh, in, dear. good dive, good dive. <laughs> no yeah, idea. Uh, I love cricket. I love cricket. I love boxing. I, like, I really do like boxing. I thought uh, that I love the just, boxing. Oh, uh, the... Really? Yeah. Uh, do you remember that there was the big hype train probably in the. But eight years ago, when all started off with those Carl Frock and what's his face fights when they did the Wembley one, George. Yeah, 
and then George obviously Joshua came through after that as well. Like there was a real sort of hype train around boxing, but I just I've just really struggled to get involved with it. Oh well, yeah, have you? Not, not even the not even like the British fans. No, just no. Oh, well, don't know it. why. I do absolutely love it. All of it, world level, elite level, everything. Are you doing your question next? Oh, okay. Yes, sorry, again? that was the structure yeah. we we're meant to be doing, weren't we? Um, speaking of Laurie, then, since he's here, he's got three questions, as always, but we'll do one at a time. As always. Good um, we'll start with a New Year question. What's your New Year's resolution, Laurie? Well, I stuck to one years ago in when I said that classic, I'm not making them anymore. So, oh, did you? For me, it's... Uh, I, I'm, I'm not thinking. I've, I've kind of really, 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 really pigged out for like three weeks over Christmas. I know we all have, but I was just absolutely disgusting. McDonald's, Chinese puddings, just everything, sugary drinks, sweets, everything, chocolate. I just shoved it all in. So since Boxing Day, I think, or whenever we did the last podcast, I've really slimmed down so I think I'm going to try and get back to my fighting weight so I'm on a bit of a diet so I'll say uh, New Year's resolution eat less crap who are you fighting? who fighting? I'm going to fight Tejano shout him in the post you see it's size of him and me he'll just whack me on top of the head no I'm fighting Truth Talking Maverick Oh, yeah. I'd pay for that. Buddy hell, we'd sell out Headingley for that. I'm fighting, um, I'm fighting Mav. I'm going to fight Mav in a, a paddling pool full of gravy, and we're both naked. <laughs> <laughs> that went from and something if you, if you I wanted there listening to, see. to this or watching, yeah, thinking you'd love to get a ringside ticket for that. I'm afraid they've sold out, but. It will be streamed live on our league for ten pounds pay per view. <laughs> ten pounds, yeah, God, that's how much it costs. Um, my New Year's resolution was nothing like that. I, I want to read a book a month. I'm not very good at reading. I'm good at read. No, I can read. Um, <laughs> explain a lot, but I'm. I just don't pick up a book and read it. So um, I want to get some books read this year. It's a nice, simple one. I genuinely thought, Reese, that you were just going to stop there then. like you, you, There was like a little cliffhanger, so you went, I want to read a book. Every month. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to be, I want to read a book. You never read a just book? Read a book. <laughs> no. Book a month. I can't, wow. Honestly, last time I think I read a book was pro- like properly, like probably last January, probably. Well, maybe even before that. Like, wow. I just, That's a long I, time. I read, I read like, uh, magazines and newspapers and stuff like yeah. that and a lot of articles and I do a lot of research on the internet for lots of things but I never take the technology away and actually sit in and read a book and I've got an old man chair now in my house so I've got the perfect spot to do it so no excuses that was um, Lottie zipping up his jacket by the way for those that on Spotify later that wasn't well, him taking his clothes off <laughs> <laughs> I thought everyone knew I recorded naked covered in gravy <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> um, yeah, is there, is there another one from Laurie? Sorry, uh, he's got three, but you've got loads more than me, so you can go back to yours. Next question is from Ronnie, Eddie, and Reese. 
Uh, Ronnie, first of all, Ronnie sent us this question prior to the United result today, which they managed to scrape a draw uh, in the Cup, FA Cup against Cardiff. Ronnie says, Eddie and Reese, Leeds United, are they staying up? If not Jesse Marsh, then who would you like to see become the new manager? Reese? I think we are staying up, but I think it's going to be the skin of our teeth. And that's only because there's Again, definitely... Luckyled. There's only going to be... I mean, Southampton are pants. And they've got Nathan Jones. Like, he's not exactly a, a world beater. I can't see... I know Forrest won the other day, but I can't... I, just, I think there are three teams that are worse than us. Who's the third? Bournemouth? Bournemouth, probably. Yeah. Those are the three. So I just generally think there are three teams that are worse than us. I mean, Everton, I, I think is I, I need Everton to get, pick up the odd win because I don't want Frank Lampard getting sacked because he is pants as well. Um, if Jesse goes, and to be honest, as each game goes by, my tether with Leeds and United and the board and Marsh is getting shorter, I'd love Pochettino. Do you think he'd come? Cool? I think he would. I think we're big enough. If he's not going, yeah. he's not going to take over us if in the championship. No, not, not but, about that. You know, um, if we get Kenny, if we have the ownership change with Gavin, you know, with, with that support and backing, I think we could get Poch. Hmm. I'm not sure about that. Are we staying up? No, we're not. We're going down. The only saving grace, as I've said before, is who the three amigos, the three idiots in charge, should they sack Jesse Marsh, which they, they won't. He'll get a lot longer than any other manager would because they just don't. They will not, you know, they will not admit that they got it wrong, the appointment. So he'll get a lot longer than any other manager would. And then, even, even when Marsh does go, we're reliant on the three idiots at the top appointing. Some, who who else would they get? You know, Sean. I wouldn't Dyche. be surprised. Yeah. It'd be Rene Maric, the assistant manager. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him. Yeah, and then you know, or Sean Dyche or Jurgen Klingsman. You, it'll be Sean. someone who just fills you with even more dread than Sean Dyche. Jesus, you know, it'd be like planning for the champ. If they pulled someone like Sean Dyche, it'd be planning for the championship, which we're really getting anyway. But so it's such an awful position to be in because the one thing those three idiots got right was Marcelo and then you know they kicked him in the nuts and said see you later and you think they should have kept him I'll never get over it <laughs> I could I'm, very <laughs> I'm never ever 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 in my life gonna get over it so I think we're going down if if not Jesse Marge I don't know Ronnie I don't know but it fills me with complete dread me and Reese were talking about United earlier um texting each other and uh Reese said um United are doing me in. We need Rhinos back. We need a distraction. <laughs> I think I think I do. I think I need to... Um, I watched the game today and that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I should have um, listened to it on radio and just turned it off. Just <laughs> take myself away from it because it just it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. I turned it off and I went for a run. That's how bad it was. Um, I did my run in the morning, but I should have... Next time I'll plan it a lot better. Um, right, so we're going to go to my question now. So I'll, I'll stick in the theme of books, actually. Um, Bry from Six Again has asked, what is the best rugby league book you've ever read? Sean Long's book. I can't remember what it's called. I've got it upstairs. can't remember what it's called. Sean Long's autobiography. I, I that for you. 
that's the um, that's the best book I've read. Very frank. As, as, I know it's saying all cliches, but very frank, very open, very funny. Um, and I think that a lot of those, not superstars, superstars to us, but perhaps, you know, across sport, like I know Kev's releasing one, but you can see that being, maybe might shock us, but that could be a bit bland. And other characters, like I'd love to see JP do one or, you know, a couple of those have recently retired, get, get them to do a, I think JP's done one actually. But that Sean Long one really stands out. And it's one that, I always recommend to people if, you know, like this, if someone says any good rugby league book, Sean Long's. Can't remember what it's called. Have you got it up? Uh, Booze, Brawls, Sex and Scandal. Yep. That one. Excellent read. Have you got one, Reese? <laughs> I was reading a joke. I've only read uh, one book. Uh, no, I've only ever read one rugby league book. And it's... Um, Rob Burrows. Um, it's the only one that I have read. Now, yeah. I'm leading an article right now, which is about a, a book from Mike Rylance called The Forbidden Game, which mm. sounds quite interesting. rugby league in the, in the French government during World War II. So I actually might get that because that sounds really interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, the only one I've read is um, is Rob's, which Rob's, obviously is, yeah. a, is, a, is a fantastic read. Two very good books there and a good question. Ollie asks, what's the best TV show you have seen recently? Watched all good, Reese. I've, I've got three down here. Because I, I kept answering, wow. we used to get this, we get this question coming around, and, and for, I think for the past couple of times, I keep just saying stranger things. Uh, but <laughs> I think we've moved on from that now. Um, so I've written three. So His Dark Materials, we just started watching that. Oh, nice, on BBC. We started Series yeah. 1. Yeah, we just we just finished series one, and I really really enjoyed that. And to be fair, it's got some of my favourite actors in. Like, I love James McAvoy; he's brilliant. Um, I know. I also watched on Netflix Aftershock. It's about the earthquake um, and 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 the and the and the uh, and the avalanche uh, avalanches at base camp. That's on Netflix. That's really really good. Um, and then I love. All or Nothing, and I just finished the one on Michigan Wolverines, which is the college team. It's from a while the ago. College but, side. Yeah, it was really interesting to see the college system and how things work in the NFL and stuff. So, oh well, NCAA as it's called. But yeah, so they're they're the best ones I've watched recently. You can't go wrong with American um, document sport documentaries. They do it mm. impeccably. They just. Um, the kind of the way they showcase the sport, no matter what it is, I don't know. It kind of pulls you in. Kind of that um, that F one documentary that I think it was Netflix. Drive to survive. Yeah, that that pulled a lot of people in. Not me, but no people were saying like they watched that and it kind of got them, kind of gave them the bug to watch F one. But you see, you can't go wrong with a an American specifically sports documentary because they do it so well. Um, me and Harriet have just finished Happy Valley Series 1 on the BBC, so we've got some catch-up oh, to yeah. do. We enjoyed that. I enjoyed 1889 on Netflix, um, but that's not getting renewed for a second series, which is really frustrating. Other than that, I haven't really mo watched much. It's just been sport, football, all across 
Christmas really, but Happy Valley's good. It's available on the iPlayer. It's a, it's a gritty. It's set in like Hebden Bridge, Salby Bridge, all that way. It's um, it's good. It's really, really good. Cool. Right, my turn. Um, Stephen Hart has asked if he could swap out one player, like for like, position wise, with any other Super League team. Who would you swap? I've got an answer for this straight away. So do you want me to go first? Yeah. I think our one-week point for the Rhinos at the moment is halfback. Definitely. So I would swap out Aiden Caesar for Johnny Lomax. Let's say hands. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's just... There's, there's quite a few questions, actually, about on this sort of ilk. And every time we've done it, I can only think about halfbacks because that's where I think that we really need improvement. But in that's- Super League at the moment, I don't think it gets any better than Johnny Lomax. No, it don't. I'll, I'll go, since you've gone Lomax, I'll say Austin out, Brody Croft in. If we could have Lomax and Croft. That would just be a great. bit unfair, I think. That would, be a, that would be amazing. But no, Johnny Lomax has probably been the best player in the league since Danny McGuire retired. So it's quite some time. Yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's a good question as well. But mm-hmm. just touching on since we have come to the Rhinos, we are at Leeds Rhinos podcast. The half, I know we keep going, but the halfbacks, you know, this year, they are our biggest worry. One injury there. And like I said on the last pod, you know, we're Morgan Gannon, Cruz, Liam and Jack Sinfield, we're going to see what those are made of. I think it's a bigger worry. And I, I think the club will be working on halfbacks for 2024 now. You know, yeah. If not. Performer. God, 2024. Like, Jesus. Sorry. It sounds like the future, doesn't it? Yeah. I remember being talking in like 1993, saying, like, imagine the year 2000. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like everyone would be traveling around in like tubes and, you know, we'd have hoverboards, everything, but no, not quite there yet. (laughs) Kelly asks, after Headingley, of course. Oh. What is the best rugby league ground in the UK? Well, wow, you didn't put that front caveat bit when you sent me that question. Because <laughs> I wrote, I wrote I'm down, down Headingley. Headingley. <laughs> <laughs> um, because for this, I think it has to be a proper rugby league ground. So, you know, your whole yes, it does. that's a football. You can't say Wembley. You can't say Stratford. Correct. Uh, not you would say Old Trafford because Lottie might punch a wall. Um, it's awesome. I've written, I've written two down. Uh, I think St Helens. I've got oh God, again an answering about St Helens, but I think the St Helens Stadium is a really nice, smart, modern stadium. There's no gaps in the corners. I think it's a nice little stadium. Um, but I personal favourite because it's proper, traditional, proper old school. Is a Cougar Park, Keithley. Yeah. Proper yeah. old traditional rugby league ground. Um, I, one, I'm not quite sure how that stand is standing. I drive past it every day and I go, oh. um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go Cougar Park just because it's because it's proper old rugby league. Yeah, I love that, but the correct answer is the sheer in Halifax. I did have that on my list. I had that. On my, I had great answer. Love it. I had the Shea, and I also had, I also had Craven Park actually because it's yeah. it, it always mm-hmm. sounds like a good atmosphere and, and what they do there. 
Um, got that mutual hatred of everything black and white as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah, the share for me. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. It, it, it. Easily my favourite away day. Especially like when, when we were 2016, we had him in qualifiers. Me and all my friends went, oh, I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. The worst is Castleford Kelly. I was waiting for the dig to come in at some point. I had to, I had to slide it in. <laughs> um, York's Sport has asked if he couldn't support the Rhinos and absolutely had to support another Super League team. Oh, which, God. Which would it be? It. Now, I'd... this has been answered by York Sport. He said he'd go with KR. Great history, lots of potentials, yeah. and still Yorkshire. Yeah. I don't think I can even comprehend the question, to be honest. I thought initially, the reason I was making those noises while you were speaking there, sorry about that, was I, I thought it said rugby league. So I was just going to no. jump straight on the Halifax thing and say, Halifax, oh, I love this year. It does say Super I forgot League. I it said yeah. Super League. Because oh. I was going to throw Keefley in, because that technically is my local team. So, uh, or local team oh, now God. to where Super I live. Super League team. It's off. Oh. As tough as it is, no, I think it would be KR. Quite a lot of ex leads there. Obviously, Danny's there, so probably, probably. Um, you need to press it again. I think I've said him twice. Have you said it twice? Sorry, I think so. Um, probably KR. Yeah, probably say KR. Wake in close. I'm going to cheat because technically, new season hasn't started. Uh, I'm going to say Toulouse. Oh. Yeah, to lose because <laughs> the new season's not started yet, so I can I can do other country but, uh... until until the Super League table resets yeah. and all the teams are there. It yeah. is still if you go on Wikipedia yeah. and go on current NFL season, to lose are in that table, and we know Wikipedia is the foundation of truth. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. the foundation of facts. What everyone calls it. Yeah, <sighs> what a good question. Luca asks. Should Sean Wayne stay on as England head coach, Reese? We've Sean also had this, co- over this for the World Cup as well, didn't we? We did, yeah. We've had this question from Ginny has, uh, it, as well is, on this. Yeah, it is pretty relevant because I believe the RFL are speaking this week or having a meeting to yeah. decide his future. So it's quite a hot topic again. Um, Reese, how do you feel about Sean Wayne? I just don't think he's had enough time. Like I don't, I didn't agree with some of his picks. In the, in the side, mainly McAloran. Yeah. Um, but the guy's barely had any opportunity to play his side. He's had, he's had during the COVID years where he had to play against these all star teams or whatever you want to call them. Um, and he's had one World Cup where he's, he's had no real opportunity to play against good opposition. So I, I think he deserves another cycle up until the next World Cup. Um, and given the opportunity, because I don't think I don't think he's had the time yet. I think he needs to go. <laughs> I think he needs to go. Um, you look at that World Cup draw that he's just had, and he couldn't even get to the final without playing New Zealand or Australia or Tonga. You know, I know he did play Samoa, but who are were the strongest Samoan side ever. But I just and I think. As we said on the World Cup pods when we're reviewing all the World Cup games, you live and die by your choices. And I know he's not had much games and things, but that was his squad for that World Cup. 
that was his style of play. And I think the fact that he didn't get to the final with no Aussie or no Kiwis on that in that side of the draw, I think it's diabolical. But if Sean Wayne were to go, who who would come in? To me, I, I think I think I think we spoke about this to Barry as well, saying that this is a part-time job. Did, am I right in saying that? It is, especially now that they're having the Kiwis and the Aussies are not going to come over, or we haven't agreed on these uh, test matches. So who, you're just going to play France once a year. So it is it is a part-time role now. Definitely a part-time job. Without, so that, then... without that international calendar, there's not any games. Um, no, this, is what, this is what Bryce says. So do you think if Wayne gets told there aren't any games by the end of the year against Sutlersphere, Southern Hemisphere teams, he'll walk? I don't think he would walk, Bry. I'll get Reese's uh, thoughts in a moment, but to me, like it, it seems to, it's the pinnacle of his career. I know he's a Wigan born and bred Wiganer, but he seems really passionate, almost to the point where during the World Cup, there were times where I thought he was getting emotional talking about England. You know, like his eyes were welling up because it means so much to him, which is understandable. And I think that he strikes me as the type who would never like walk away from his country that's just how i read it that's just how i read it. i don't know how you see it reese i i would see him seeing out a contract yeah uh for the england stuff um but yeah I'd, i wouldn't see him i wouldn't see him walk i think it'd have to be a fairly good um offer to convince him otherwise it could it could it could even be that if like bryce says there on the youtube comment um there's no set calendar. There's no um, oppositions booked in. There's no job. They're getting me redundant. Yeah. Wayne, <laughs> Wayne could actually say, right, well, why don't you meet me halfway? This is a part-time job. And then I take a head yeah. coach job in Super League or whatever, NRL assistant or Super whatever, to kind of, you know, when, it, when one pops up so I can do both, you know? Laurie's saying he's a Wiganer. So he's used to walking. He's not. He's not John Bateman. <laughs> the old Wigan walk. <laughs> um, right, my turn. Ask question from then. So John Shannon has asked, which game are you looking most forward to uh, in twenty twenty three? Weirdly, Magic, because it's the last one. Like. You know, once IMG take the reins, they've kind of said, right, for the time being, focusing on elsewhere. Don't know if they're going to do something else, or we don't know, but it's the last magic in the calendar. Um, I'm definitely trying to go to it. Um, It's been the last one up there. And it's very, 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 very early days, but I was kind of hoping we could do something similar to what we did at the grand final in terms of a lot pod meet-up. But at Magic, where, you know, instead of going to that dump, we're actually in a, a place that's not as rubbish, you know, it's, it's all right, Newcastle. So kind of up there. So it's very, 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 very early stages. And it's a little fragment of an idea, but I think that would be something that, that appeals to me. So yeah, yeah, Magic. How about you, Reese? Um, <laughs> magic will be my first. I'm going to Magic this year. I've got, yeah. <coughs> um, be the first time. 
and last time I've ever gone, actually. So I'm really looking forward to Magic myself. Um, but I'm actually going to pick a non-Leeds game. Uh, and it's Keefley versus Bradford. Yes. Really old rivalry teams that hate each other. You know, Keefley hate being reminded by the fact that they've got a BD postcode mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. So, and Keefley look really strong and Bradford have recruited well. So I think that could be a really tasty game. Are you going to um, go down to that? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm going to go. Yeah. As long as it doesn't clash with uh, Leeds. But yeah, um, I'll be going to that. Nice. Come on, Keefley. Yeah. Liam asks just quickly, Eddie, I cannot believe you don't enjoy the darts. I just don't, Liam. I'm sorry. <laughs> when he talked about other sports, I thought one sp- everyone else seems to be on about the darts and stuff. And I, I can watch it because I'm, you know, I like a beer amongst the rest of them. But and to be fair, I idolize darts professionals because they are athletes and mm. my body, you know, resembles a darts professional. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, heroes, but no, I. I, I, I just don't enjoy it, Liam. And I just, to be honest, I just send that tweet out every year because, <laughs> especially this year, because, you know, there was the big nine dart in it and the leg and all that lot. And, you know, I get it. We're all, it was brilliant, but it's just not for me. And I just thought I have to send it every year. So <laughs> I'll say it next year at the height of the World Championships, everyone will say, What are you talking about? You both twat. <laughs> no, I don't like it. I think it's boring. But again, like other sports, and I, I do understand that how monumental that leg was, and then you know the the two almost getting well, Smith getting a nine dart, you know, chasing each other down the nine darts. You know, I knew it was like groundbreaking, you know, for the sport, but not for me. Uh, Nick says, "When is the next fanzine out?" Nick, it's going to be out for the first home game of the season, and then he quickly asks, "Are you going to create any more new badge designs?" Yes when I get round to it. So those are those quick questions. Joanna asks, what is the worst fashion trend ever, Reese? Do you remember that stage where people were wearing trousers down by the knees showing the boxes? Yeah. That. <laughs> Everyone thinking they were playing Tony Hawk skater. Um Back like they did the Nintendo or whatever, walking around thinking there was some cool guy with the hat sideways. I mean, I wear a snapback and I wear it backwards, but like I don't wear it sideways. So yeah, sideways hats and saggy pants is probably the best way to describe. That's how I wrote it down. Yeah, saggy pants. Yeah, yeah. They were like they were like um, I don't know. They looked really heavy, didn't they? Like they were almost getting dragged down. Like they couldn't. I'd wear a belt and like they couldn't walk properly, but yeah. Um, I was, if you'd asked yeah, me a couple of months ago, I'd have said Crocs, but then I kept using someone else's Crocs at Christmas and they were really comfy. So you're in I've the Croc converted. gang, yeah. I've converted, I haven't bought any, the rest yet, of my but... family. <clears throat> I think flares, flares will just stand out to the test of time, won't there's been a bit, a bit belting, although they are kind of creeping back in, but I still think, look at them, think. Mm, not for me, but I am a 35-year-old dad of three kids, so I'm not... Anyone should not be asking me for fashion advice. I gave up on my looks in 2014. That's almost 10 years ago, so don't, um, don't ask me for fashion advice. I'd say flares. I don't know. There's just something about them. I always think, mm, not sure about them. But like when people like dresses, goths, or I'm just like, yeah, you rock it. You go for it. You know, that's you. And you you're, you're, you're killing it. But like flares just I don't know, they never they never sat right with me they never catch me in a pair 
I'm going to go back to one of Laurie's three questions. Uh, one of his questions is, what TV scene makes you laugh every single time? <sighs> Peep show. The majority of Peep show. Um, but more specifically, the scene when... How can I describe this? Mark um, is seeing a girl that I used to know in high school and he goes back to her house. But she's got a husband and then the husband comes home and he has to hide in a wardrobe. The whole, it doesn't sound funny now, but anyone that's seen Peep Show and the husband finds him, anyway, yeah, it's hilarious. So the majority of Peep Show has me in stitches. What else has me in stitches? The thick of it with um, Malcolm Tucker. Unbelievable. More specifically on the thick of it, when Malcolm finds out that Nicola has spoken to the Daily Mail journalist after telling her not to speak to the Daily Mail journalist, and he goes in the rage in the back of the taxi. Again, people thinking, what are you talking about? But people who've seen the thick of it will know the exact scene. So those, more specifically, that scene, because I, when, when I'm on TikTok, I follow like four or five, thick of it accounts obviously you get the clips and like um I, I can't watch clips of it when i'm in bed with harriet because i just start having hysterics and she starts whacking me telling me to shut up so i do love the thick of it so thick of it and peep show pretty much any of those scenes but then also just one more before bringing reese only fools and horses when rodney more people will resonate with this when rodney buys the um is it lawnmower engines and or does he buy one? He buys some, but then Del Boy texts. He buys him with Mickey Pierce. Del Boy texts the Mick out of him for buying him, and then um, they go to an auction or something. And Del Boy feels bad because they've wasted all the money. And Del Boy buys the lawnmower engines. I think it's like a lawnmower engine or something. He, anyway, Del Boy feels bad, and he buys them to make Rodney and Mickey feel better. So it's like right, you know, I've done my big brother kind of you know the gold medal and then he goes back to talk to Rodney or Rodney comes to him showing off saying hey Dell we've uh we, we sold all I think lawnmower engine sure they are uh, we sold all those lawnmower engines it's oh well done Rodney wow what, what are you doing with all your money and he says well we've just bought like 500 more <laughs> 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 I've not seen any of these things that you're talking about by the way oh, I've seen Only Fools and Horses, like oh, elements of it, and TV, yes. like, I went, but I haven't watched it start to finish. Oh, um, watch it. It's excellent. It's always on UK Gold. Yeah, it's, it's on something like that. Isn't it? What's yours, Reese? Um, I put down something from Max and Paddy's Road to Nowhere, um, the episode oh, where God. they get the pig that turns out to be a the wrong sex, but it just destroys the inside of the camper van. And it, it just, uh, Peter Kay just shouting, you dirty pig to it. And it just, it just makes me crack up. I mean, Peter Kay makes me laugh all the time. In fact, most of Max and Paddy and Phoenix Knights, I can watch it, you know, 20 foot cock on, yeah. 10, fit, 10 foot cock on balls, man. Any of those scenes like that, I just cracked me up. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the intro when they do the Backstreet Boys, where he makes the lineup seeing the Backstreet Boys and forgets that the, woman next to him's brother was murdered um and top gear like old top gear um you know i know clarkson's a bit of a buffoon um 
but there's so many funny things on Top Gear that still makes me laugh every time. Like again, one when they made their own camper vans, and there was one where like Clarkson created a three-story Citroen and he got in the motorway and it would just shake like that when he was driving down the motorway. Oh, when he tried to test the snow depth in Norway and he just kept diving into rock hard solid snow. Like this makes me crack up every time. There was the one where they were trying to praise British driving and they all had Leylands and he opened the door and only part of the door was still there. So the door was open, but the door was shut. And it just loads of, and then the one about um, James May's uh, joke about don't go around unplugging Teslas. Cause when people come back and the range says two, it's not funny, but obviously it really is. Um, but yeah, I, all top gear. I can just watch some of the funniest moments of that and just crack up. <clears throat> Lots that was my question. TV choices there. Yeah. Adam asks, "What's your drink of choice?" Beer. A Negroni. <laughs> no beer. Um, with prosecco. Beer. On it. <laughs> um, if I was going to pick one, uh, it'd probably be piñata, which are a mango and guava ale from North Berlin. Um, but beer is tends to be, tends to be my thing, to be honest. Um, it's gone in. Yeah. Iron Brew. I'll, I'll have. I'll, I'll drink Iron Brew over anything in the world ever. Even when I did used to drink Iron Brew, is just amber. Ne- I'm looking at a bottle now. Is um, amber nectar to me. I when I travel like... New Zealand, my mate would make us go to a certain supermarket because they had an international He's section that sold Iron Brew, and we He's wouldn't we wouldn't man. be able to go to the other one. Um, yeah. But yeah, in this international section, there was Timothy Taylor. You could get Timothy Taylor Landlord. And then right next to the la- bottle of Landlord was a big bottle of Iron Brew. <laughs> <laughs> next to that, like Yorkshire tea. <laughs> yeah, Iron Brew. Cannot thank my mother enough for um, introducing me to the world of Iron Brew. It's <laughs> the one thing, <laughs> the one thing <laughs> your mum introduced you to, to taught you in life. Um, Sticking stick on drinks, then. Uh, Bry's asking Coca Cola or Pepsi. 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 Just <clears throat> yeah, I'd say so. Although it is annoying, like when you go in to a place and say, "Can I have a Coke?" It's Pepsi. Is that okay? Like you're gonna say, Ugh. <laughs> "I like Pepsi." No, it's not okay. <laughs> I prefer Pepsi. In fact, when I yeah, ask for a Pepsi and they say, "No, we've only got Coke," I go, "Ugh." <laughs> um, Mel asks obviously it's been Christmas recently and I think it's off the back of that which is your favourite box of chocolates heroes, box of celebs celebs, celeb- uh, celebrations, celebrations roses or quality street, which one's your favourite out of those really? I thought it was chocolate not chocolate box um, the whole box um I can't remember which which whichever one has Maltesers in. Is that Celebrations? The one that has Malteser? I think it is. I think so. Celebrations. Malteser's the best job. Whichever one's got the. Oh no! I think mine's Quality Street. I think. Really? That's the worst one. (laughs) No, because it's. Okay. I just. I don't know. I think so. There's that one. Which one's got the signature truffle in it? I can't remember. Roses and Quality Street, I think, for me. I think. <coughs> awesome. 
Um, da, 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 da. Um, Ginny is asking double headers for 2023. Yes or yes. no? Yep. <laughs> Simple. Yes. Probably the easiest question to answer, Ginny, I think. Yeah. A lot of them got announced today, didn't they? Is it the whole season? I didn't quite catch it. There's absolutely there loads definitely of the first game of the season, I think. There's definitely oh, a double loads. header. For... Yeah, there's loads planned by the looks of things. Although it is the double headers have to also take into account that the women do work. Um, you know, yeah. so obviously if the men's are kicking off yeah. at eight, women's kicking off at six on a on a Thursday night. There is, I think it needs to be chosen wisely which days to do it. But no, at least they're getting paid now, though. So if they are missing a shift at yeah. work or however they work, they are um, getting some form of payment. The now, privilege of yes, yeah, for to, to to represent. But yeah, all for it, Ginny. All for it. Bring it on. Um, we've got a question later on in the mailbag about um, the ladies getting paid. But yeah, bring it on. More. I just wish, personally, I just. Just at my own circumstances, I can't get to the games early enough to to watch. I'll have to take a half day or two just so I can get to the ground early enough because I've yet to see and I really want to um, to witness it in front of my eyes. But yeah, all for it. Brilliant news. Ellie asks, do you feel, do you think the future of how we watch sport could change anytime soon, Reese? I was trying to think how to answer this. Like, if he, it, I mean, as a fan of teams from around the world, it would be amazing if there was some sort of technology that could almost make like you almost place you in the stadium virtually somehow and witness it. But I don't think anything yeah. will ever replace going to a live game. It's just different. Mm. Um, my mate's been in in Jacksonville to uh, yesterday to watch that game, and it's just, uh, just the difference of being there. And being part of something like that is just it's so different. I don't think anything will ever replace the feeling that live sport can generate. No, I don't. I think, I do think, I'm, I'm not sure when, um, who asked that question, sorry? Ellie, I'm not sure when, like, virtual reality stuff, if that's what you mean, can, that will come, you know, like Reese says, you will, I don't know, you might even get, I don't know, like a, a virtual season ticket, right? Stick with me. Where you get a virtual headset, you plonk that on your head, and you're sat, quote unquote, in your virtual season ticket at the game, and you just look around, and it, you know, who knows where technology is going to take us? Hopefully, I've always said, you know, people around my age, we've we've kind of gone through the golden age of gaming they've gone from like the SNES and Atari right through to like the 360 now and the, the PS5 and the virtual reality stuff now and I really want this, have you seen the film Ready Player One, have you seen that race? No, no. Spielberg film it's essentially like, going on a bit, a bit of a tangent here, but you'd put a virtual headset and a suit on and you're just immersed in a whole virtual mm. reality world and I, you know, me and my friends always say I don't want to die even if I'm like 70, I want to experience this ultimate. But so they've who knows? But NFL. they've got it for NFL. There's now a virtual reality where you put the virtual reality set on and you are the quarterback and you're in the virtual reality and you are throwing there the ball. And it exists already. Like kind of. Not to the extent that 
Ready Player One probably suggests, but the, it, there is a game like that. I was like, I've always wondered that. Like, I mean, I don't really like FIFA, but like, um, you know, could you be the, the player in FIFA with virtual reality and stuff? But I, I mean, obviously, your idea, patent pending, virtual season ticket, I wouldn't be surprised if that did become a thing at some point. It could. I mean, who knows where tech's got If that's what you mean, Ellie. If you mean, if you just mean something on a smaller scale, like how it's watched, I think streaming is coming and streaming's going to start with football. The next time the Sky deal, whenever that is, Sky, Sky, I think Sky fluked it a little bit when, because I think that deal came up around COVID, if I remember right, for the football, for the Premier League. The next time the Premier League rights are up, Amazon or Facebook or Google or whoever, Netflix, they are going to swallow, they are going to buy, they are, I can assure you, you will not be watching football, Premier League football on Sky for much longer. You will not. They're going to get blown out of the water by one streaming giant and then whether whatever, whatever they do with it. But personally, everything's everything now is on your phone. Everything is a clip. So what I think could happen is you might not even have to subscribe to the whole 90 minutes or the whole 80 minutes or the whole four quarters or whatever it is you might just be able to subscribe to the last quarter or the second half. You know, they could split such because everything's just, all content now is very small and on your phone. So if you, you could say, oh, pick my phone up, I'm watching the last quarter on this. So I think some kind of season ticket, but if that's what you mean. But yeah, I think the streaming stuff, the next time the Premier, and I think the Premier League rights, they're like the foundation for everything else bleeds off that because they make some much money off it. So I think as soon as the Premier League football is on a streaming network, the rest of sport will follow because they'll just say, right, this is this is the future. You don't need a, a Sky subscription. It's all streaming-based. Mm. Somehow I've got a question that can kind of follow that. Um, wow. Because of the, all the virtual season ticket thing. Bry asks, the, what is the one place you want to go and watch Rugby League in the world? Oh, um, I like the look. I can't remember it, but the New Zealand stadium, Mount Smart. Mount Smart. Mount Smart. Yeah, yes, that was my answer Mount Smart. For, for a Tonga game. Yeah, Tonga, New Zealand, or something. Mount that, Smart. That, those photos and the videos and the atmosphere from that World Cup game was just ridiculous. So yeah, yeah unbelievable. I, I think that's been my answer for quite a few things like of rugby league games that I'd always want to go to. But yeah. No, no no interest in state of origin really. That's too Australian for me. I like watching it. I won't mind going, but it's not like I'd much rather see something some like international, like maybe even Australia, New Zealand at Mount Smart. But yeah, Mount Smart to me looks um looks amazing. That's definitely the I'd love there to be a point if Rugby League internationally got big enough where you could do a final at the MCG in Melbourne. Yeah. This, I mean, I've been to that stadium, 100,000 people. Mm. It's it's an awesome stadium. So if, if there was ever a point where there was a England-Australia World Cup final and you'd fill a stadium like that, it would be great. Obviously, it's not going to happen. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? That's the dream. Lola asks, how fantastic was it to see York ladies start to pay their players. And what are the panel's thoughts on it, please? 
What did you make of that race? It came out this week that York are paying their player too. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic for the for the women's game, and it's the right thing that should be doing because again, as we mentioned, these ladies are normal playing, no, you know, have normal jobs, nine to five. You know, in theory, you know, if they get a bad injury, it could affect their job and their normal life, which you know, which is you know, it's just massive for them. Um, so I think it's a great thing. My only worry is that if so, if only so many teams can do it, and I think Rob Oates said this in our podcast with him. Uh, although we were the first people to start paying players. Um, it, what worries me is that if only a select number of teams can play and some can't, then the competition in the league gets a bit saturated into that, only to that pool of people that can pay. But you need people, you need clubs need to lead the way and Leeds and York are doing that. So I think it's a great start. Um, and hopefully we can get to the point where the whole Super League, Women's Super League is a, uh, is paid. I agree. It was brilliant. It was brilliant, Lola. It, it was great news, and we need more of the bigger sides to follow suit now. But then, having said that, it was incredibly embarrassing when Wigan um, uh, was at the head coach position. The kind of no, it was team manager. Team a, manager. Team but, yeah. But Bry's saying they're going to play. They're going to pay the players now, and Saints are mulling it over. But yeah. We're gonna could suppose they're gonna pay, but they couldn't pay a, a full time team manager job with a full job description, um, which was a bit shocking, wasn't it? Embarrassing. It was embarrassing um, from Wigan, but they are embarrassing. Yeah, um, we're good at tangents, so I'm gonna throw an absolute tangent. Laurie's last question is: Which or what animal makes the best meat? Have you ever have you ever tried buffalo? You know, I was thinking about, you know, with those, go to those markets and there's always those world burger bars and there's like doing ostrich and crocodile yes. and kangaroo and stuff like that. I kangaroo, was thinking about yeah. that. I don't think I've had buffalo. Mm. It's it's delicious. Buffalo's delicious. Kangaroo's okay. Kangaroo um, was tangy. Shark. I thought we were all right. Kangaroo steak. In fact, I got a, in fact, we got a kangaroo steaks from. Um, oh, what's it called? You know, Iceland. The food supermarket. <laughs> yeah. Not Iceland, but they've got that. Um, what do they call it? Not like the bigger version. Oh, what are they called? Food market. Iceland food market. They're doing there. Anyway, if anyone wants kangaroo, right, okay. go there. I've had shark. That's delicious. And I've had. What's the other weird thing I've had? Alligator, delicious. Yeah, I've had crocodile. Really? I've had a crocodile steak. For some, really? I can't remember why. I've had kangaroo, ostrich. But I, 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 in, in... Go on, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to sound really. I'm listening in then. <laughs> I'm going to sound really boring, but I think lamb. I just think lamb is just so nice. Yeah. It's just it so tasty. Delicious. Um. We kind of yeah, went, re- I, or I took it to an exotic place there. But yeah, well, no, I, I, but I wanted honest, to do that. Yeah, to, to, to be honest, right, and I'm just being honest here. Sorry for any veggies or vegans or anyone listening. I would eat any animal. I would try it. I would eat it. Someone said, right. there's grilled, I don't know, think of an animal. There's grilled chameleon. I, I, I'll eat it. They said, there's a Komodo dragon steak. 
I'm, I'm going to eat it. I'm going to try it. I am. This is how we figured out what animals taste nice. And why did we stop there? That's the frustrating thing. Who knows what a Komodo dragon tastes like? The rump of a Komodo dragon. It could be delicious. We, sh we, we should not have stopped there. We should have branched out and ate more animals. Let's eat we're, more animals. We're going to get shut down by environmentalists now. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't see Lottie next week, he's being killed by spinach. Um, <laughs> my question, sorry, yeah. in there. <laughs> Nicola asks, I'm trying to turn my best friend into a rugby league lover. What advice would the panel give to try showcase the game to a newbie? What advice would you give Reese to showcase rugby league? I choose a good game, a good team at least to go watch first. So as I'll I'll steal Lottie's thing. Don't go to Cass. Um, to be honest, shame it's going. I think the best showcase is Magic, because you can dip in and out if you don't want to. You've got Newcastle there, but I think I don't know. I I, I would say Magic Weekend. Um, mm. It's like when people say to me about the NFL, like, "How do you like it? It's boring. It's all adverts." Like, have you watched it? Just pay for the ticket once and drag them to a game and just see. What that, that, I think, I think Magic's be, the best way to showcase it. Yeah, that'll be my advice. Go more specifically, Nicola, take them to Headingley, as in take them to Headingley and then take them to Headingley Stadium because there's a reason why it's the best stadium in the league by a million, million miles because of the things that are around it so you can go out for a meal you can get drunk you can jump on a bus or a taxi and be in Leeds within five ten minutes depending on traffic and things so even if you can almost have the rugby league element to it as like an addition as a side so you could say to this person whoever this newbie is why don't we go out go to head and let have have some drinks, book a table, have something to eat, go to the rugby and, and just let it all swallow up and hope that from that that they, they catch the bug. If that, That's where I'd start. But, but if you mean in terms of something for them to watch, like a game to watch or a fixture to watch, I'd start with the um, New Zealand-Australia game from the World Cup, yeah. Ellen Road. Yeah. That is the absolute Pinnacle, pinnacle of our sport so ask them to watch that did you enjoy that right let's go see a game or or either or you know because the the if they do get the bug they'll probably come to you or ask more questions to say all oh, right well who's a good player and you know what what's a good game and then from there they can just be engulfed right so yeah take them to a game to a rhinos game specifically or and um and watch that um kiwi australia game from this year's World Cup. Good starting point. Definitely. Going live is much better than watching it on TV as well to get someone hooked. Um, yeah. We've got a Rhinos. Got a Rhinos question for you now. Because again, as a gentle reminder, we are a Leeds Rhinos podcast. Correct. Um, is James Bentley, this is from Ginny, sorry. Is Bentley in the last chance saloon this season? No. I don't think is he his is. contract up for I this think year? 
Yeah, he's in the last year of his deal. I don't think it's last chance saloon. Who who asked? Sorry, Reese. I forgot the name. Ginny. No, I don't think it's last chance saloon, Ginny. But I don't th- I'll put it this way. I don't think James Bentley will be a Leeds player at the end of 2023 because I think he's going to go to the NRL. He'll get an NRL gig and then uh, we'll take it from there. He's kind of... I think he was flirting with the idea and it's been muted before. That is kind of... Or something in NRL press or a journal said something about what he wants the NRL deal and I think it'll happen. I think he's of an age now where he'll go out there and give it a try. I think that's why he was squaring up to Victor Radley. See if he's got <laughs> got what it takes to play out there. <laughs> what do you think, Reese? Do you think it's James Bentley's last chance saloon? Or do you, oh, no. Or, and add to that, sorry, do you think he'll be here at the end of 23? Um, it's def- I don't think he's his last chance saloon. You know, his second half of the season was class. Um, he does have his moments, like being in the England mm. Hotel and having a fight at Victor Radley, which I'm still not quite sure how happened. Um, but I don't think he's in last chance saloon. I certainly think he's got competition for places, though, with Martin, Gannon, you know, Leon Ruin was played really well in that Boxing Day Finland. I'm not saying he's going to take his place straight no. away, but there is a this pipeline of young players that will be fighting for those positions. Um, I do think Leeds will offer him a deal. I just don't think it will be potentially oh, yeah, definitely. one interested in. Because um, if Agreed. it's the length, I don't think Leeds are potentially willing to give a long a long-term deal. I think if in max it'd be another two year. So if someone from Super League offered him a three year or even you don't really the thing is you don't really tend to see three year deals, do you? You either get these short term deals or you get your your big players like Harry Newman's, your Gannons, your Holroyds on you know your young developing players or your best players on four year contracts. It does tend to be rolling one or two years. So I don't think if someone offered him more than two years, which I don't think Lees would do, yeah, he could go at the end of the contract. But he's a Lees lad, so he's yeah, to stay. He is, and I think, um, I think, I think he'll be in an NRL shirt in 2024. I really do. Probably in terms Newcastle of last chance Knights. saloon. Possibly in terms of last chance saloon, I think Rowan kind of got hold of him like that towards whenever Rowan came in. I know he got on the uh, the banner. Uh, when it Wakefield, um, Wakefield at home, but so I think, and the island stuff at the world, I don't know. I get the feeling that that's time away from Rowan. I'm, I'm giving Rowan a lot, a lot of respect in that sense. And I think when he's with us, you know, same with Tavano, he'll kind of say, Right, we're not you're not playing that way that you used to, or you do with Ireland. You when you're under this banner, this badge, blue and amber, you're playing the way I want you to play, and I think. Like Reese said, the back end of the year, he were awesome. We were on this podcast waxing lyrical. That's the James Bentley we want, and I think he'll go to the NRL. Frank says, Hello, I'm a Fev Rovers fan, coming in peace. Always enjoy listening and laughing along to the podcasts. The delusion take the delusion makes for good listening once you get used to it. Plus, Eddie's castigs <laughs> always make me smile. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Frank. We're always is well, especially myself. I'm always good for the, the cast. I'm guessing yeah? the bits that he's laughing at, the bits that he's laughing at, is when you are doing your digs to to Cass. And yes, <laughs> the delusion does take some getting used to. Even for me, 
when I was your came on as your co-host. That took some getting used to. Um, but yeah. <laughs> nice they said it was delusion. But yeah, Damn. but um we did get to the grand final. So we did. <laughs> call me deluded. Uh, Nathan asks. I'm still waiting for you to record my billionaire question podcast. We are we have spoken about loads, but there's loads of stuff we spoke about, speak about, sorry, that never get round to. But it is intriguing, Nathan, and it, we just wanted to do it justice because Nathan originally asked us ages ago, um, if you were a multi-multi billionaire, would you buy Super League? What would you do with rugby league, etc.? But that's a podcast. That's not, um, yeah, we, it was a good idea for a podcast but structure. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll we will do it one day, Nathan. I promise. Just stick with us. Tyler's back with a music question. Good old Tyler. He used to uh, pop up in the mailbag asking us a music question every week. He's back. And Tyler asks, "Who would make up your dream band lineup, Reese? Dream band lineup." So, I've taken this question as people that would make up your dream band from music history. Yes. Um now my band is not going to make any sense. It's you know when you go to those restaurants when it's like French Chinese Ethiopian fusion and somehow it doesn't work on paper but it could work in real life when you have that first bite. So <laughs> we'll go through the whole band. And I've written it down because I've prepared for this. On drums, <laughs> I've got Dave Grohl. You know, nice. classic drummer from Nevada, great singer. Guitar, or lead guitar, it's just going to have to be Brian May, one of you know the Brooklyn of Britain's best ever um, yeah. guitarists. On bass, now this is where the fusion starts to come in, Nile Rogers, because the bass... Oh, he does. His funky it's bass is class. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. so the well fusion the as good as him. The fusion builds there. Um, my singer would actually be Brandon Flowers from The Killers. I think he's a great singer. Wow. He did a cover of Fame on the Live Lounge of, from David Bowie, and he can he does it. He nails it. I loved it when he did the. Um, the Pet Shop Boys at Glastonbury. Like, I think I really like Brandon. I think he's a good show showman as well. And then for the more mellow, slow moments uh, of the band, I'd have Chris Martin on, on piano. That is a super Fusion. band. <laughs> yeah. That is a super band. I'll have Keith Moon on drums because... There has been no one better than Keith Moon on drums. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. No, yeah. Keith Moon on drums. Joe Strummer on rhythm guitar. And then going to have Raul Reynolds from Enter Shikari on whatever it is that Enter Shikari play. Keyboards, all that noise that they make. And I'm then going to have... So it'll be... But I've got like three singers. So obviously Strummer can sing. Raul can sing. And Max Bemis from the band called Say Anything. He's a singer and lyricist in Say Anything. So those three would just take it in turns in writing amazing lyrics and performing amazing music. That would be my dream lineup for my band. <laughs> you, said this content, you said before this podcast you were just going to say The Clash. Well, 
you, you do not get better than the clash. That is the dream lineup. So but that that was a boring answer. But anyone that doesn't agree hasn't listened to the clash because they just are the best ever, ever. <laughs> Right, I'm going to go back to Rhino's question. We've got one from John Shannon here. Which team member would you hate to room with? It would have been Brad Dwyer. Not just in that, because from like social media and Instagram and things, it, it does come across as a bit annoying, you know, a bit like full on. But since Brad Dwyer's gone, I can't say him now. Um the worst route, probably Tetavano, because I think he'd just kill you. <laughs> yeah, spitting my eggs every morning. <laughs> I mean, be like, I can't want, believe you want, you've glared you over the. I can't believe you've glared over the the most obvious answer because he starts fights in hotels. Clearly, it's James Bentley. Yeah, that's. True. It'd be a nightmare in hotel bar. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Um, James, you've had enough. No, I am. James, you've had enough. No, I am. James. Tell you what, though, if you walked into the hotel room and found out it was a double bed and they didn't have any other rooms available, one of the people they don't want to share with is Sam Lasone because the guy looks absolutely massive. There won't be any room. Yeah. yeah looks like an absolute unit. So yours is Bentley. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course it is. Is it not, sir? Yeah, what a stupid question. It's literally <laughs> an example of him being a nutter in a hotel three months ago, if that. I forgot about that. Completely, completely forgot about that. Elliot asks, what do you think could be an easy way to get more media attention onto rugby league? race? International rugby. There's a market that they just don't want to do. Correct. And after all the hype, after all the hype of the World Cup, the Aussie New Zealand semi final, which everyone was watching, going that was the pinnacle of the sport, and you don't build on it. International rugby is one way. I am intrigued about a big union star coming over at some point, either in NRL or in Super League. Um, I think that would help us get more media coverage as well. But I think the one thing that we can control is international rugby. So that's the easy way. Yeah, we won't I agree it. with that, Elliot. We all won't do it, can't bother with that. But I also think, again, Reese has touched on it. If we were, for instance, to get a real superstar like Owen Farrell, who probably is, Reese knows more than me, but probably is the biggest face or one of the biggest face in Rugby Union, you know, almost instantly recognisable. If Owen Farrell were to come to play Super League, be it for Wigan or whoever, I think you can't leave it there. As in, yeah. you can't just say, here's Owen Farrell, and he does the press for that week, for that whatever, talks about it, and then you cannot leave it there. For me, should that happen, you have to have a documentary crew following him so that we get more media content from that and we can say right this is Owen Farrell's journey into rugby league and it's a six seven eight part documentary that's streamed or however weekly or however so we can that so the cameras stick and stay with him so we get more media coverage you could be on channel four or something say right 
how is he transitioning from league uh, from union into league and, and build from that because as much as people kind of because there's always that like loggerheads of oh it's rugby union and we're rugby league and we don't like it and that's fine but you have to understand that rugby union is a much international in everything that comes with it we need to kind of grab and claw onto any of that that makes us look better so if Owen final were to come we'd have to have a documentary crew with him and get him on telly often and say right this is a rugby league player similar to what's happened with kev you know kev kev kevin kevin sinfield is on a trajectory that is at the, to the moon he's going he's going sky eyes he's brought through the ozone but he's left rugby league behind he he completed rugby league and, and stood there and passed us the keys and dropped us the keys in our hand and says, I'm, I'm finished here. I've completed rugby league. And we just let him walk away. And rugby union said, come here. And now he's going to go to rugby union. This is going to happen. I promise you, this is going to happen. Kev will become a head coach of England, similar to Andy Farrell at Ireland. He will become a big, big deal in rugby union, and so much so, due to the media coverage and everything that comes with it, he will be forgotten as a rugby league man. I can assure you, his trajectory, his professionalism, he'll stay there, he'll, he'll, he'll smash it, and people will just forget. They'll be like, oh, yeah, he, he did play rugby league, didn't he? In 10, 20 Sean, years. Sean Edwards time. is your example of that. People in Union don't even realise that Sean Edwards is a rugby league player. But possibly what he's done. The exact Union. same thing. I can I can promise everybody listening to this, watching this, the exact same thing is going to happen to Kevin because he's so good at what he does and he leaves such a mark. He's going to be, he's, he is an historic figure in rugby league, but he's going to be an historic figure in rugby union and people will forget that he played rugby league. Charlie's saying that he thinks Union stars will come over if uh, Featherston come up, as Sean Long has his links with loads of them. Uh, yeah, loads of them across a Union, apparently. It's It, it could happen, because obviously Sean Long did um, coach in Union, so he might have seen a player or two there that he could entice over. And you, you know more than me, Reese, in terms of it doesn't happen often, though, does it? We're not getting these union no. converts I mean, coming over to play league. Look, who, look at the examples we've had. We've had a Luke for Burrell. Uh, I think he came over, didn't he? Um, we had... Who did we have? He was a rugby league player. Um, Kyle Eastman. Kyle uh, Eastman. The, the examples at the moment aren't star-studded uh, and they haven't gone well. Um but yeah, in answer to the question, it's international rugby league. That's the way the game will grow. Yes, it is. Um, Improvsky uh, has asked, I'm in agreement with what Rowan is doing in regards to younger, hungry players that will fight to make a name over proven stars that will only decline over time. I agree you need senior members, but I think we will be surprised how well we go this year. The question is, are you guys... Well, obviously, a lot of y'all think we're winning every game and therefore every competition. Um, but yep. do you agree with Uprovsky? 
I do, and I think I, I did have my kind of doubts over these quote unquote project signings, but you yourself, Reese, actually kind of changed my mind on that on the last pod, saying like we you know, we need the strength and depth the squad's in a much better position than it was in previous years. And we've just got to trust Rowan to kind of polish these these rocks and turn them into diamonds. Um and also we've had so many duds, you know, Conrad Hurl, Tavano and Borfaloon and you know, these they've not been not done well at all. Even the type of NRL players that we've kind of took a chance on, you know, uh, they call Nathaniel Petaru. I know King Vunny VR was now playing really well at Salford, but didn't get much of a chance here. So it's like even those NRL type players that we did sign and take that quarter spot that I'm obsessed with, it's like they're still not the finished article. So if you are doing that, I do get you can still do it, but to me, give a younger, hungrier championship player the chance to kind of prove themselves. It, it's one of those where it's um, it's, it's not as big a hit on the cap and because you've always got to juggle the cap. Like Rowan says, it's an ongoing thing constantly. changes all, all the time. It's never, ever static. It's always live. So it's like you've got to manage that as well. And it must just be a nightmare to think. Because, for instance, I think, a bit of a tangent, Harry Newman, one of the reasons Harry Newman stayed with us when he was flirting with the NRL and Union and things, I think we did a similar thing to what we did with Callum Watkins in that we said, right, I think we've said to Harry, stay here now. I think it was a two or three year deal. Once that comes to its fruition, we're going to make you marquee. You know, we're going to put the option there for you to be the marquee and then whether he stays or goes. So it's like, would you rather have that kind of deal or Zane to Arano? To me, it's, it's a no-brainer, but it, it, it's a, I, I do agree. I do agree with Improvsky, but it's such a... The cap is always live, and it's it's who becomes available, and do you take that chance on them? Because when we signed to Arano, we all... Sorry, I'm not going to put words in anyone's mouth. I said, that's the pedigree we need previous winner with the Roosters, da-da-da. It hasn't worked out. Could Luke Hooley become something that we're not sure of? So I do agree with it. And yeah, I think the squad's in a better position than it was last year. But the biggest weak spot is the halves, easily. Yeah, I I, I think it's the right thing. Um, yeah, Like I said, you've got to juggle the salary cap sport. There's, there's minimal risk in it if they don't hit. Yeah. Um, they will be hopefully hungrier, like you say, because they're coming up from the championship. You know, they won't. Mm-hmm. They'll want to get. A, a, uh, they want to fight for a place in the squad. We shouldn't be a team that is signing old Super League players, thirty-year-old Super League players on one-year deals. Yeah. We should always be a team that is looking for growth potential and always thinking that next step and also competing. Um, so we're not yeah. we don't sign players to survive, we sign players to develop and be and to continue to compete over a long period of time. So is I'm I really hope it works off because I thought I like I like the method. Um it's just whether it pays it we'll see whether it pays off or not. It will, don't worry. Well, sorry. Can assure you. It will, and we're gonna win. <coughs> Speaking of will, 
Will asks the next question, Jim. I enjoyed the new kits discussion on a recent podcast. I'm interested to know the panel's thoughts on ISC versus Oxen. Who have you preferred? Who have you preferred, Reese? Is it ISC? Is that right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. ISC. Just did. Right? Yeah. ISC yeah. or Oxen Reese? Who have you preferred? Well, it's quite hard to compare, isn't it? Because ISC were from 2008 to 2020. So we've only had Oxen for two full seasons um yeah yeah mm. so if i look at the kits that we've had we've had the white one with the the white blue with the seven stripes that was a, a sort of mediocre kit didn't like the silvery blue away kit of 2021 they hit mm. big time on last year's home kit um, i don't think they'll talk massively um no. and i think that is the best kit for a long long time like, there's not many other kits mm. in isc's era 2018 so I ISC home. Yeah, I, I could be I could be tempted to say Oxen purely based on that shirt from last year. Um, yeah, but I actually think I'm probably going to go for ISC just purely because they they've had more more time. I think asked that question in three or four years. Obviously, when me and a lot of you are now doing this full time, we've got sponsors everywhere. We've even got our own full in office studio. In the, studio in 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 headingly itself because we've been invited in by the club to formally run it but um ask because in four years time if if um if oxen are still doing it and you'll have a bit more of a greater comparison but i i, I don't have a problem with oxen i think they are doing some good stuff no they are and i think isc did a good job to be honest i never felt we had a bad sponsorship with isc um they're always they always tend to be long-term deals in rugby league. So they were there for a long time. I never felt, obviously each supplier is always going to have, because it's an opinion based thing. So it's, each supplier is always going to have a dud in your opinion. But I thought ISC did a good job. Oxen are in their really, really early stages. I think Oxen <clears throat> have kind of jumped on retro thing miles better than ISC did. I've been banging that drum online since 2018 about <clears throat> excuse me about the lack of retro looking jackets and t-shirts and, and and actual shirts and oxen just they've done that now and they've, Ooh, they've released i bought a new one seven or eight so far have you <laughs> i bought one i bought the millennium jersey uh, speaking of vintage jersey, oh, you know, the 18, the one that says, the, the Millennium one's got everyone's names written on it and stuff. Yeah, I bought that. Yeah. That was my Christmas present to myself because no one got me one. Sorry, tangent. <laughs> <clears throat> so I think Oxen have kind of got a lot in the bag already. Now they've only been here two years, I think it is, three years. So having, you know, well, like Reese says, we'll have to wait and see, give it another three four years and you could probably weigh them up but I do think Oxen are doing a good job they do re release a lot of stuff and it does tend to get discounted quite quickly but it's do you know I, I started know, getting the emails again I started getting the 6am emails of the discounts and it, it just it felt quite homely I've missed them yeah we missed like, that <laughs> <laughs> I've missed waking up in the morning going like a oh, warm hug yeah it was warm hug and a pat on the back so used to it yeah <laughs> Um, like, got two... I bumped into an old friend. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. 
Um, so there's two questions very similar, so we'll do them both. So Pat has said, money is no object. If you could sign one player from the NRL and one from other Super League teams, who would it be? John Shan has also asked if you could welcome any... Oh, no, it's a different question, actually. Shut up. Oh, no, it is. John Shannon says, if you could welcome any current player into the world, in the world, into your club, who would it be? So, any player from NRL and then one from Super League, which we've kind of already covered. Nathan Cleary. That was easy. Best halfback in the world. I had Munster, Moses and Cleary written down. And I think probably. Yeah, Nathan Cleary, without a doubt. Just from a Rhino's perspective, we, as we've discussed, we need a halfback, and Nathan Clearly would be. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's quite, he's the youngest of those three I mentioned, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Is he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, between him and. Yeah. So if if we did sign him now, you know, we'd have longevity as well. Oh. Well, that were easy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> easy. Yeah, well, obviously, we, I mean, earlier we did say that, obviously, similar question, swapping out Johnny Lomax uh, yeah. from my perspective. Because, um, yeah. again, we need a halfback. Yeah. Freddie asks, what's the worst alcoholic drink you have ever tasted? Um, Probably just Sambuca. I just don't like Sambuca. Do you like Actually, Sambuca? No, I think it's horrible. I don't like... No. Um, I could probably tell you the worst beer I've ever had because I do have an app where I check in my beers because that's how sad... Of course it is. Do you know what's (laughs) more concerning about this said app is the number of beers that I've checked in. (laughs) One... one, This is unique beers. (laughs) 1,200. 1,249. Wow, in tw- <laughs> in thirteen months, <laughs> you're not an alcoholic. Uh, I'm not. I don't think I am. Um, hang on, sorry. Yeah, so Sam Banker, I hate. And there was a non-alcoholic beer from uh, Aldi, which I actually gave one out of five, which is the lowest score. So there we go. I know it's not quite alcohol, but that was really rubbish. But yeah, I can't stand Sambuca. I used to love Sambuca, um, but the worst beer I've ever had was from a brew dog. I don't know if it's exclusive. I was in Newcastle when I had it. I don't know if it's exclusive to there or if it's still there or whatever. It was called 5am Saint, and it was absolutely vile. It was like, it looked black. I don't, I don't know what, I just, me and my, fr- my friends that were there kind of looked at the board, and it were like 6%, 7%. We said, oh, yeah, I'll have one of them. And it was disgusting. It looked honestly, genuinely tasted like, like um, someone had poured vinegar in like half, half lager, half vinegar. It was absolutely disgusting. Is five a.m. Saint? It was called vile. Um, that was your question, wasn't it? So I've got two questions right. left. How many have you got? One. One okay, so I've got two. one here. Two. Really, sub- oh, sorry. No, I've got two. I've got two. Um, Truth Talking Maverick has sent us a question. 
Uh, will Leeds finish top half this season? Uh, yes, Leeds United won't. Uh, Leeds Rhinos will. In fact, Leeds Rhinos will finish in front of Saints. Truth, Top and Maverick. That's going to happen this year. It is, and I'm going to beat him in the naked gravy fight <laughs> as well. Just to make things even worse for him this year. Tickets are available for the pay-per-view on our league. Not available in person. Completely sold out. £15 on the day, £10 pre-order. £10 pre-order, yeah. So, get watching. Will asks, of the new Super League signings, who are you most interested to see play, Reese? Again, it's going to sound like I'm banging the same drum. If he stays fit, Tom Johnson at Catalan could be quite dangerous oh, this year, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But it does rely on him staying fit. Mm-hmm. Um, staying fit, yeah. We weren't allowed to do Leeds players in this one. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to see Liam Sutcliffe play at Hull, as long as he doesn't affect Leeds. But, I, you know, I liked Liam mm-hmm. Sutcliffe, so I hope I hope he does well there. But on Hull, I'm intrigued by Jake Clifford. Um, if mm-hmm. we say that Super League standard is nowhere near the NRL. Obviously, Jake hasn't played for the biggest teams um, um, in the NRL, but therefore, in theory, should hopefully do well for Hull um, in Super this year. So I'm intrigued to see how that goes for them, especially since they've lost Jake Connor. So they're the two that I wrote down. Speaking of Jake Connor, he's one of mine. I'm interested to see how... I know he's injured for a couple of games, however long, but I'm interested to see how he'll go at Huddersfield with Tuilola here. You know, both of them yeah. kind of top of the assist charts. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. And I am, as I've always said before, I am a Jake Connor fan. I, I like him. I think he's like a maverick and like what the game needs in terms of characters and things. Um, I can't remember his first. I think it's Tom. Tom Opacic. Opacic. At, um, oh, Hulk KR, a centre from, yeah, centre from the Eels looks good again. At the time when they signed him, um, I was jealous. One of those, as I always say, you know, I always weigh it up to like, would I want that person to sign for Leeds? And I would have, I think it'd been a great fit for us. So excited to see him. And as I've again. As I've said before, I know that he played a couple of games last year, but I do believe that Matt Dufty for Warrington is going to rip Super League up. Get him in your fantasy team because I believe he's going to... His speed kills and he's full of it. As we've seen with Jai Field and Bevan French, I think Dufty is going to fall in line with those and just score tries for fun in this league. Last question. Wow, so we got there. Last... What a bumper, bumper oh, episode. Hang on. We've got a last question each. So my last question is from Ian. Uh, it's our personal favourite of a question list, actually. Um, if you could make a TV series about a key period in Leeds' history, either club or city, what would it cover? Who would play who? What would you choose as the title music? And it goes on to add that hopefully JJB and the creative powers that the Leeds 2023 culture, uh, City of Culture yeah. uh, team mm. will listen in 
uh, and a great example of loiners doing stuff for ourselves. So I've got three things written yes. down for this one. I've fought long and hard over this. Do you want to go first or should I? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So one thing I did want to do was I think you could make a really great movie about Kevin Sinfield and Robin Rob Burrow in terms of just yeah. their their history as a as a Rhinos player and obviously then what what Rob's had to go through and the support from Kevin. I think there's um the ending hasn't been written of that story yet, but I think that would be an amazing movie. But I don't think that really hits the nail on the head about a key period about Leeds Leeds itself or the culture. Um so I'm gonna go really boring here. There's a history of Leeds, the Industrial Revolution, because there's you know loads of things of Leeds. It became a transport hub of all the canals, the the, the train stations, we've got city status in 1898, you've got all the historical buildings like Kirkgate Market, Corn Exchange. So there must be some interesting history of the industrial revolution. But have you ever seen the Netflix program Somebody Feeds Phil? No. Okay, so this is actually probably should my question about the TV series earlier. Um, Phil goes around the world just trying food in different cities and he just speaks to loads of different people and all the different cultures and what makes up that city. That mm. just needs to happen for Leeds. Just going around Leeds, yeah. going into the you know the Caribbean community and the West Indian community, um, maybe not going around to other certain parts of Leeds, but just speaking to all those involved, going to the murals with Bielsa, you know, going to Headingley, going to just get understand Leeds. I think that's the the best thing to do um, from that perspective. So that's where I that's where I got anyway with that one. Sophie Robinson's doing something similar. Food with Sophie, she could. Uh, yes, she take is. Part in that. I mean, she could have a Netflix series. It'd be good. Yeah, I'd watch it. Um, in terms of the Rhinos period and it like becoming a film, I think like 2017, you can probably already imagine where I'm going with this. Um, and Danny, Mag yeah, yeah, Danny Maguire, like become being like the old, um, sheriff of the town, you know, the old sheriff. He looked at the town. He's been the hero of the town for for decades. Looked after this town and made sure all the bad guys are put in, put away in the cells. But you know, there's there's a, there's a couple of new outlaws in town. These scruffs with three teeth from from Castleford. You know, they're there and the city of Leeds. The city of Leeds is is worried. It's worried. Who who's gonna? They're looking up to the sky with their arms and arms in the air. Who will save us this time from from this from this gang of outlaws with no teeth and they all stink? Who's going to save us now? You know, and Sheriff Maguire says. And in comes, and in comes Cam Smith. In, <laughs> Sheriff Maguire says, "I've I've still got it. I've still got it. You can doubt me all you want, but I've still got it, and I'll save the city of Leeds once more." And then, obviously, the grand final happens, and he, 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 he cuts down all every single leg from the Castleford Outlaws, cuts them all down in the prime, and says, "That's how you, you do it, kids." And just like, like, like the sheriff, you know, like, like you know, the cop in the film, where the, you know, the perhaps they they take the bad 
bunch of them, don't they, all the time? So, give me the, give me your bed, get out of here. And then, but this time, Danny Maguire like gets his sheriff hat and just puts it down and says, "That's it, I'm out, I'm done, I've done it." Probably the best. <laughs> and, se- <laughs> and, se- and series two, series two will be in Hull. No. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, that in series two, it's a series now, or, or the you know, the the, <laughs> the the sequel, he comes back to the town uh, and uh, and kicks that town's ass twice, three times, <laughs> and then yeah. run, rides off into the sunset on his horse. <laughs> That's my answer. <laughs> oh, wow. What? Seriously, I took that <laughs> question. <laughs> like well yeah like, what's you've, got market, you've got the only central station all the history there all that sort of stuff actually yeah that i mean ed um bry from six again is saying is eddie telling the kids bedtime story again that should be on cbb's i quite enjoyed that that would send me to sleep i'm available if the bbc want me to read a bedtime story that specific one about uh sheriff Maguire, i'm available just just give him time just give him time to have a shower after his gravy fight with Maverick. No, that's in the, the summer. That's in the summer. Oh, it's the summer. I need to start training for that. Do you want to? Uh, do you want to help me train, Reese? I, I mean, I'm rubbish at fighting, so. <laughs> but I do like gravy. But I do. I do like gravy. So you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You can. Yeah, you can eat your dinner with gravy if you want. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> can you tell we've been doing this for 90 minutes now? <laughs> yes, we've gone mad. Let's wrap it up. Last question from me is from Ant. And Ant asks, what rugby league related social media accounts would you recommend people follow? Six again. Brian's been on. Brian's been interacting uh, with this podcast. Does fantastic work. And I mean it. I know I say it all the time, but Brian really, really, really bangs the drum for rugby league and i just mean the men's game the community game the wheelchair game the women's game every single game you can imagine brian is there promoting it does loads and loads of good content on there so six again um rugby league records throughout the world cup was incredible they've got an amazing amazing website for anyone that's into stats and data rugby league records uh, these are on twitter sorry these are twitter accounts are you coming in, Reese? I was just saying I like. Oh, stats. you put your hand up for the date. Yeah, sorry, sorry, I thought you wanted to speak. <laughs> um, who else have we got? We've got Tryline. These are all on Twitter again. Sorry, Tryline, another great account, kind of banging the drum for all different types of rugby league. Uh, ZB Creative does lots of uh, creative uh, design, graphics, artwork. Again, brilliant from him, from them. Amateur Rugby League shows the, I don't know, a bit of a light-hearted 9 out of 10 times, like classic cliche Rugby League shooting and shooting itself in the foot type stuff. I think that's quite funny. He Can Play For is another Twitter account where that person does loads of work to kind of and research to kind of show you each country and who could play for them. So for like G- Germany, whatever, they'll, they'll filter through who can play for them so they do some amazing work as well and i'd also 
um, kind of recommend Andrew Foster as well because he does a lot of like he's a Bradford fan for his sins, but he does like I don't know I can't almost journalistic at times in especially when it comes to people being held accountable like stuff at Bradford and Ralph Rimmer it really engages people and I don't know it tends to pull Twitter together at times and yeah it causes some some good debate other than that's all non-lead stuff obviously you've got Reese's page Owl and Fleece on a Leeds front Loiner's view Leeds Rhinos newsroom uh, I think there's a Leeds Rhinos news as well well, uh, Rhinos Faithful, there's a real good Twitter-type community on there, and it's, it's feel-good, and it's um, it's really enjoyable. Have you got any more to add to that race in terms um, of rugby league-related social I media? Do actually, yeah. If you like oh, jerseys, wow. um, Jersey Spotter or RL Jersey Spotter oh, is yes. quite good. Um, so he's I mean, quite Australian, but some of the kits uh, are really good on there. Um, NRL physio is really interesting to follow because um, he sort of breaks down. He's a, he's yes. a physiotherapist and injury analyst, but it's quite, I just find it quite interesting some of the stuff that he says and just kind of helps you, for, especially with concussion stuff as well. I just find that quite interesting. There's rugby league analytics, so analytics rugby. Um, me and him do some messaging stuff, and he's got some really good stuff on Super League. Um, as well, so they're probably the ones that I would say um, to to follow. Um, yeah, those probably obviously all the ones that um, Lottie mentioned uh, as well. There's loads, honestly, all all on Twitter. Just just kind of just kind of delve in. Just to wrap things up, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for engaging. This is the last lot pod until. The Lee review, which is why it's a bumper one, an hour and almost two hours long. Um, so it's kind of you're not going to hear from us again until the Lee review. I asked to I've set some polls up on Twitter just quickly to get your the listeners, people on Twitter's feelings on a couple of polls. Who should be captain for the Rhinos in 2023? The options were Leeming, Martin, Aledsky, and Hanley, and Martin won comprehensively. Sixty percent. Would you agree with that, Reese? No. You don't. Oh. Just because, like Martin, is probably one of our best players. Obviously, he's not top three. Um, I don't. I don't feel Martin's probably the, the probably the best the vocal leadership wise. I don't. I, I personally haven't seen from a vocal side. He leads by playing, and just because he's one of our best players doesn't mean they're the best captains. Um, I think Cruz deserves another season. He he sits in the middle as well, so he's involved in both the defence and the attack. There's no yeah. reason why Martin can't be a leader and be a, a captain of the pack or whatever. Um, yeah. But I, I just I think I think Leeming deserves another year um, first. I mean, to be honest, long long term, it'll be Gannon. Yes, it will for twelve, yeah, fourteen years. Uh, the next Twitter poll question was, what is your favourite Rhino shirt for 2023? And the home shirt won really comprehensively. 71% for the home shirt. Do you agree yeah, with that, Reese? I, I massively agree with that one. That away one is horrible. I agree. And the last question was, 
Are you a fully fledged member of the Church of Rowan? And do you trust him to lead us back to the promised land? And the options were, yes, I am. Of course I am. I bleed, Rowan. And of, yes, I am, 64%. He will lead us to the promised land of winning every trophy in 2023. Reese, thanks as always. Thanks, everybody, for listening, for watching, for engaging. And we will be back with the Lockpod match review for the Lee Leeds review uh, game friendly. See you then. Take care.